Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome to Ask for Awesome. This is Roberto Blake, and thanks for tuning in to my little call-in show here through Anchor FM. Uh, thank you to everybody who's listening to the replays and the podcast, which is now in, I believe, Google and iTunes. So that's pretty cool. So thanks to Anchor for pushing that out. Uh, I know it's been like a day or two and I've been um, offline from the show. I've literally been hustling, working my face off, uh, getting some things together. I actually have a couple of speaking engagements coming up. If you are listening to this and it is roughly the end of July, if you're going to be in the New York area, August 7th through 8th, you can come out to Name Summit and you can actually hear me talk about personal branding. I'm going to be on two panels and I'm doing a stage talk on personal branding in the context of YouTube, something that you guys know um, that I'm totally into and that I have experience with. And here's something interesting. Uh, I'm going to get a little bit into Jake Paul again in today's show just because he actually is leaving Disney and his show Bizarre Bark to double down on his personal brand and his YouTube channel and more acting opportunities, which I think is a smart move and I think that it is actually the right move uh, at the right time. But I think it just shows the power of personal branding when we can get to a point to where there are people turning down lucrative opportunities with companies to have ownership over their own thing. We live in an age where the gatekeepers are gone, my friends. Uh, you can become an author. You can become a speaker. You can start a business. You can become um, a personality or um, an authority or a micro-celebrity without these gatekeepers anymore. It used to be that you'd have to go through a publishing company or you'd have to go through an agent or you'd have to uh, go through the radio station or the TV show producers and now you can reach audiences of thousands if not millions of people but it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen just because you decide to show up on the platform. You're going to have to actually show up, be good and you know, you might not be good right away and you're going to have to put in the work. I think everyone underestimates how many hundreds, if not thousands of executions it takes to actually be successful or talented or an authority on anything um, and to have any real substance behind it. I think everybody is just wildly impatient. I mean, nothing I did is overnight success. My success is entirely built on the back of literally doing thousands of pieces of content. I just made more content than a lot of people have in the last decade. I've done that in the last four or five years. I've just, you know, outworked them in that particular regard and I was smart about it and it you know, did some things for me and I could have probably worked harder. I could have probably worked smarter. It might have been nice to have actual money to throw behind a lot of this stuff, uh, but I just really feel that people underestimate how much it takes and I don't know that people have the stomach for it. I sense, like Yoda, I sense a lot of fear in people. I think everyone's afraid of, I think everyone thinks everything's a scam. I think, I think that's a big part of it. I think everyone thinks that everything in marketing and social media is a scam. I think they think everyone's a liar. I think they think everyone's fake. And that attitude is entirely predicated and driven on by fear. I even watched a video today asking, like, you know, the person, it was a well-commentated uh, video, but they were proposing the question, and their answer was that they don't think 
that uh, me or video influencers or Casey Neistat or Gary Vee or people like that, they're not convinced that we're scammers, but he wanted to pose the question and he kept insisting that, um, well, you got to do your research and that uh, none of these people can guarantee you results. So what are you paying for? And I'm like, are you kidding me? And, and I bring it up because I'm like, there's no guarantee in life. You can walk out your door tomorrow and get hit by a bus or by lightning. There's no guarantee in life. What you pay for when you do reach out to people a lot of times is you're paying for them to give you specific guidance from their point of view on what you specifically could do differently or more effectively. It's not about us trying to graft our process or our system or our machine onto you. A lot of times when we're trying to help you guys, one, we're giving everyone best practices, but if you ever get to work with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, the reality is that they're probably catering that to you specifically. So I'd love you guys' thoughts on that. Let me let me get to some of your uh, let me get to some of your questions. Let's keep this going in a positive direction uh, instead of me uh, dwelling on uh, the past a little bit. Uh, but I'll dip back into that um, a little later in the show because I, I think I have some interesting insights for you. Hey Roberto, great anchor there throwing that question out. You know about what is holding you back. You know, people can make all kinds of excuses and come up with reasons why they can't do something, but you just laid out a ton of reasons why they can, and that's amazing. I think one thing that is kind of uh, misleading to people is that things are easy. And I, I mean, man, you're a YouTube creator. I'm sure you're working 12, 15, 18 hours a day, and people need to know that, that it takes dedication and it takes hard work. I'd really love to hear more about your story, how you started, and how how you built up such a business and an audience. And um, I'd love to hear about the times that it didn't go as you thought it would. That would be really interesting. Keep up the great work, and um, thanks for the inspiration, dude. Take care. Roberto Blake, there's no way that you're using Anchor, but you are, and I'm excited. Pleasure to meet you. My name is Paul Delatore, and thank you so much for taking my call and putting it on your station. Oh my gosh, I am having such a logistical and technical nightmare editing video. It is so time consuming because I want to get the best product out there, but managing that with my life, family, and actually my job, and just all of this stuff going out throughout my day, and also managing the social media accounts. I'm still having to learn this stuff, and I'm 20 years old, but seriously, I, as a creative person and actually as an artist, as a musician and somebody who is somebody looking to create and make this world a better place, I need to know what are the best way to manage your time doing this stuff. We got some great questions from both uh, David and Paul, and it basically comes down to what does my day-to-day -day workflow look like? How do I get all this stuff done? So 
I'm not a regular YouTuber and content creator, and even though I technically count as a full-time YouTuber, I don't put YouTube first. It's not my only source of income. Yes, for everyone wondering for the millionth time, yes, I could live full-time off of my YouTube earnings. I'm more comfortable running multiple businesses, having multiple revenue streams, and not doing that. I like money a little bit, and it does help with certain things. It's a really great tool. It's a terrible master, but it's a fantastic servant. Um, so I don't live off of YouTube because then when things like the adpocalypse happen, I don't have to cry. I think that the idea of living off of YouTube is over glamorized and I think it's a, a dangerous mindset. I understand that that's not a popular thing to call out today. I understand that the popular thing is to tell everyone that yeah, if they want to be a YouTuber, go for it and live your dream. But it's literally one of the least practical things you can do because of the simple fact that it takes two to five years unless you are a special blessed unicorn it's going to take two to five years for it to really pay off and to be profitable and you have to stomach a lot of online abuse in that meantime and you have to be concentrated on just making content getting better getting your skills up and building brand and you have to also be uh, not only a great on-camera personality, but then also a technician. And then you also have to be your own marketer and you have to be your own business development person. So not everyone has those skills, not everyone has those abilities, and not everyone has the time for all of that. I happen to be very fortunate in the fact that I've always had creative ability. I got to work for the majority of my adult life in corporate America, in the creative services and technical industries, and so my approach to things, my process for things, and the experience that I brought to the table was very different than everybody else's. I don't spend four hours like most people to turn around a video. Throughout most of the day, most days, I don't film every day, but when I do, I film for an hour back to back shooting multiple videos and then I just change Create Awesome t-shirts to a different color or put on the Always Be Creating or the Books Are Awesome t-shirts uh, which you can get at robertoblake.com slash shirts uh, minor plug there for my merchandise that I never usually do but yeah I got the merch over on robertoblake.com slash shirts and so I just switch out the t-shirts and I film back to back if it's gonna be a five minute video I'm only on camera for about seven or eight minutes I do everything in one take which is easier to do because I've done hundreds, thousands at this point, honestly, of videos, whether that's YouTube, the hundreds of, like I think I've done, what, 500 live streams on Periscope? God knows how many live streams on Instagram Live. Uh, back in the days of Meerkat, I was live streaming almost every day. So I've literally been in front of the camera for thousands of videos over the last couple of years. It may be a thousand on YouTube, but I've been native doing video on other platforms too and not just recycling my content. So I have a, a lot more experience on camera than most people, which means that when I want to do everything, I can do it all in one take, just like I do here on Anchor, just like I do in my live streams, just like I do in my podcast. Being able to comfortably do everything in one take, having the gift of being able to articulate and express yourself in that way, that's not something everyone else has, so I don't expect everyone to be able to do this in one hour. That's what makes me special in one regard, is that ability, that talent, um, or that training. And so I have used that. I spent, before YouTube ever existed, I had been editing videos in Adobe Premiere for like six years before YouTube ever existed. Um, I got to do editing 
um, as an apprentice uh, to a film, uh, a wedding videographer um, doing that. And I learned Photoshop and I learned all those things before I was ever even 18. And I'm 33 now. I've been doing this stuff for like, you know, more, more than half my life. I've been doing this stuff for like two decades. So that's where I have an advantage over everybody else when it comes to speed. And I worked at an ad agency. You don't get to spend all day working on one project. You get to spend two hours on it. You get to spend an hour on it, and then you have to show something, and then you get to go back and refine it after they tell you what to fix. So I preface speed more than everyone else. Everyone else goes for the best quality they possibly can. I found an acceptable level of quality. I found that threshold, and then after that, I just became a speed demon. That's my answer. This is Tim Schmoyer from the YouTube channel Video Creators, and you are listening to The Roberto Blake Show on Anchor FM. So here's part two of my day-to-day workflow and my time management. Um, I already talked about the fact that, like I said, I batch record content. I'm sitting here, and I will shoot five or six YouTube videos in a row. In a row. But the other thing I do is when I'm not doing that, and that's an hour of my day, maybe an hour and a half. And I don't do that every day. I do it every couple of days, right? So I have all of that. On those other days, I can take an hour or two and just edit, 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 edit. And again, I don't spend more. I usually, on average, spend a half hour editing a video. That's it. And part of it is I knew that when I shot it, that I shot it the way that I wanted, and I shot it perfectly uh, to the way that I wanted. I got it all right in one take. And that gives me a lot to work with. I know when I shot it, how I wanted it to come out. So that's easy. I have my presets, I have my templates, I have everything to make the video what I want it to be. And I even have templates for how to only spend five to 10 minutes working on my thumbnails where other people obsess over them, or I use photography and I shoot that in advance. So I already know. Not to mention I have a content calendar and I have ideas in Apple Notes for videos so I don't sit here and struggle for what videos to come up with, especially since a lot of it is based on feedback from the audience, from you guys. So there's an overall plan and strategy I have. There are things that are happening, but you know, I can also do stuff on the fly. Like there's a video that I have that I plan to do. I don't know if when it'll come out this week, but I plan to shoot it tomorrow or later tonight. Um, on Jake Paul splitting from Disney to work on his personal brand because it goes into something I wanted to talk about, about personal brands versus um, other career opportunities for a while. And it's a perfect example. And because it you know justifies using him in the title and the thumbnail, I know they'll get attention for a thesis that I think is really important for people to understand personal branding. And it's going to take me less than an hour to turn around that piece of content because it's going to be about a 15-minute video. I'm going to do almost no editing to it because it's going to be commentary, and it's going to be really easy to produce. I don't make extremely hard, extravagant, fancy videos that are hard for me to produce because that's not what my audience's uh, value proposition is from me. For other people who want to do something fancy, there's a lot that they have to do, but they're also not doing as much prep work. 
And I think that the prep work matters. And I also think they can balance that against doing, okay, this is the content that I'm gonna do on hard mode, but here's some content on easy mode that I can make that still value in terms of emotional quality, subjective quality. I think everyone's just being too fancy as Gary Vaynerchuk would say, but I see it and it's real to me because I came from an agency world of done being better than perfect. And I think that the problem with artists and why people are starving artists is because they're putting perfect before done. And that's the problem. So um, what part of my day-to-day -day workflow looks like is I think every single one of you underestimates how much time I spend in email and on phone calls versus creating content because I just create so much content that you guys have to imagine that it's taking me 10 to 12 hours because maybe that's what it would take for you. But all of you are misunderstanding the fact that I come from a business background of making a process efficient having a standard operating procedure, every single content piece that I make, I know a process in and out. My prep is already done. I leave my equipment set up. The, I built a machine and a system to run my content through as a solo creator. And soon, I'm gonna be outsourcing my editing. And so it's gonna get really crazy because once I start outsourcing my editing, I can go double on my production. And I can put out two videos a day next year when that's in place. When I'm sitting there and I'm making more content and have that in place, that's real. I also use some automation systems to take care of things for which I haven't hired employees. And so that actually makes a difference and that matters. Also, again, I, like even the stuff I've been doing in Instagram, I'm sitting there and I will have take an hour for a photo shoot and literally get a hundred shots out of that hour and I do that more than once in a month and I have all this content for Instagram and when I start making uh, like videos, I'm gonna start editing and chopping up one minute segments for Instagram and putting out three Instagram videos a day on top of photos and then you guys are really gonna think I'm crazy and then I'll outsource that too. So it's just a matter of figuring out a process more than anything else that saves you time and increases your output. Now here's the important part of my workday that a lot of you don't see is all of the business development I do. All of the business development I do. I think that something that goes understated and it's on purpose on my part is how little I talk about what I'm doing with Create Awesome Media which is uh, my formal company that is my media and production company and consultancy, and it's the machine that I run my Roberto Blake personal brand through. I have three core primary businesses right now. My personal brand, Roberto Blake, which consists of the content that you see from me as a public figure, which also includes my speaking engagements, uh, my podcast, my upcoming books, both in terms of my written print book that's coming out uh, next year and the ebook series that I'm having done from the aggregate of my existing content, i.e. I'm having things from the podcast and things from my YouTube videos compiled by a ghostwriter. It's still my words, but I'm having them editorialize this into tactical ebooks that make sense that are niche micro ebooks that will let me dominate the search engine that is Amazon. There's a disproportionate amount of my time when I'm not making YouTube videos that I'm spending getting that done so that next year, while everyone is, you know, uh, shiny object syn syndrome on whatever the next social media platform is, next year I'm gonna dominate the search engine that is Amazon. 
promise you, okay? So I'm working on that as part of something for my personal brand. I'm doing speaking engagements. I have three speaking engagements this August. I have uh, two that I, and the third one I think I'm confirming in September. So I'm uh, doing that. That's all under the personal brand of Roberto Blake. What I'm doing right now with Awesome Creator Academy is I have a group mentoring program. You can go to uh, right now, you can go to awesomecreatoracademy.com and you can find information on that right now. And in the meantime, I'm also preparing to launch two product courses. One is a personal branding blueprint and the other one is the Awesome Creator YouTube Guide. That one is more toward the end of the year. And then the beginning of next year, I'll be doing a video editing and production guide that walks you literally through how to produce online video for all the platforms and will cover the major editing programs in depth, as well as film uh, production and editing uh, technique. It'll have printouts, it'll have things for lighting, it'll have gear list, it'll be a robust guide. Those are things that I'm building under the Awesome Creator Academy brand, and it's a whole different business model because it's courses, a mentoring group, and it's webinars. And all that stuff is all paid and behind a paywall. And so unlike my personal brand, which is the free content and is what Gary Vaynerchuk would call the attention arbitrage, minus the monetization of that on the back end, minus the monetization of the speaking gigs and the book sales, that's that part of it. Uh, and obviously ads and sponsors and affiliate marketing and all those things, right? But then you have Create Awesome Media, which houses all of these things, and I am the number one client, but then I have actual clients beyond that. Whether those are entrepreneurs, they're building their personal brand or their online marketing, or the companies that wanna work directly with me to help develop their internal digital teams and departments, or help them understand how to work better with influencers and do some training there, or some of their social media technology and appliances. So that's a whole different business model that involves consulting and training and also um, setting some industry standards and best practices and I've brought on people onto that team. I'm not alone at Create Awesome Media anymore. I've brought on freelancers, I've brought on other consultants and I'm bringing in my own in-house uh, design team. And I plan when I make my next uh, move to Georgia, I plan to hire a uh, part-time videographer and I've already hired a personal assistant. So there's a whole business operation and multiple ventures behind what I do day to day. And I do the business development on that with the majority of my time, not the creation of my content, not the editing of YouTube, not you know all the stuff you see in social media. That doesn't take up most of my day. Building the empire actually takes up the far majority of my day. More than anything, the advice that I want to leave you guys with in this episode, and I'm actually literally going to put out another episode today and take more of your calls because uh, this one was long and a lot of me, which I don't really prefer this show to be more me than you guys, um, is that I want you to focus on what is your workflow? What can you do better? One of the things I tell YouTube creators specifically is to batch record their content. 
Uh, it may not be easier for some people than others, but they really should, and you should have a backlog of content for the days that you can't upload or that you get sick. You should incorporate live streaming, um, and you gotta figure out whether that is a good fit for your channel or how it represents you, but I think everyone literally is overthinking technical and aesthetic quality versus emotional and subjective quality on the behalf of the audience and that they just want you and they've said yes to you. Uh, it's literally like a commitment where it's like, okay, you, you married this person or you committed to this person, you're fine with how they look rolling out of bed. Sure, you'd like them to brush their teeth and wash their face and maybe do something about their hair, but for the most part, you're good with what you're waking up to. Your audience probably feels the same way about you. It's not going to, there's probably uh, no major flaw in the technical production of the content that's gonna destroy your brand, okay? Uh, I think literally having everything perfect and then being low energy is much more damaging than you or you just not showing up every day. I think that's more damaging. And so I think that's what's holding the far majority of you back more than anything. I think the subjective quality of, I mean, if I was in a serious, committed, personal relationship right now, it's like the girl could just show up and that's enough. If I said yes, she could show up and that's probably enough. And I'm dead serious. Um, you know, it's like, you know what? Eye glitter is fancy and it's nice and it's cute and it's attractive on the right person. You know what? Lip gloss, awesome. But you know what else? Just showing up and just being there every day, day in and day out, ride or die, that matters a lot more. So I think most people feel that way. And if people are committing to you and your content and your brand, that's probably how they feel about you. And you're probably overthinking everything else because Lord knows I've done that. And so my last bit of advice and encouragement for you on today's show is to show up and to streamline your process and streamline your workflow and get things done faster and not obsess over quality. No one's telling you to put out crap. I'm the last person telling you to put out crap. I just think that you're underestimating your audience and how much they love you. I, I think you're just underestimating how much it means to them when you show up. And so, you know, that's why I want to leave you with guys. Anyway, thanks for uh, tuning into today's show. Hit me with your call-ins. I would really love to hear from you. I'd really love to hear what your workflow is like. I think that's kind of the question of the day I want to leave is what's your workflow look like? What's your day-to-day -day look like? What are you doing and why does it matter? And where are you getting stuck? Where are you hitting roadblocks? I'd really like to know. So if you want to call into the show here on Anchor FM, it's Ask for Awesome. Just go to anchor.com. Uh, or is it anchor.fm? I think it's anchor.fm slash Roberto Blake. And uh, get on the Anchor app and hit me up with your calls. Would love to hear from you. Anyway, thanks so much for tuning in, you guys. And just remember to go out there and create something awesome today. Take care. If you're a fan of the show or you're a fan of my content in general, then I really appreciate all of your support. Feel free to follow me over on Instagram at Roberto Blake, or if you'd like to contribute in a, a more practical way, then you can feel free to go to patreon.com slash Roberto Blake and donate there as well as for my other content, such as the Create Something Awesome Today podcast. This is your host, Roberto Blake, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the love and the support. It means the world to me, and thank you just for being awesome.